In this podcast, Pem Labrunchik talks to Leslie Forster, the Dean of Rural Medicine at Charles Sturt University. So tell me, what made you decide to study medicine? I wanted to be a doctor from when I was about seven years old, I think. Um, and at that stage, I knew that I was going to go to university, but um, I didn't know what I was going to be. My father was an architect and my mother was a journalist and I didn't want to do either of those to compete. And the only other professionals I probably knew were, were a doctor and a dentist. And I certainly wasn't brave enough to be a dentist. So it, it started off probably like that. But as I got older and went through high school, um, I think, you know, I did see more. My, I had, you know, illness in the family. And I think you, you know, I, I saw hospitals and doctors and thought how much they helped and, 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 and wanted to be like them as a simple answer. It's probably a lot more complicated, but that's how it seems. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you took a path into academia and rural medicine. What attracted you to those? wasn't quite that straightforward I in my early parts of my career I did do some work in the country um, and saw the needs there Um, I worked with the flying doctor service for a while and that was an amazing experience um, seeing seeing the the lack of resources that rural rural people had Um, and I worked um, in in a series of roles in in regional rural Australia um, but then, um, then I actually went back into administration um, through hospitals and health system for, for many years. And then for some unearthly reason, the university approached me, originally University of New South Wales approached me um, to help set up a new, a new curriculum that they were developing. I never knew why they asked me, but they did. And I got interested. Um, and then... A position arose which which involved experience in the country and experience of academia and it put it together and and I went from there and then got really hooked um, on, on rural medical education. What do you believe are the opportunities of creating a brand new rural medical school in the area and then how has COVID affected this? <laughs> well it's interesting in that I make no secret of the fact that in my previous job, I, I was certainly educating medical students in the country and we were doing it pretty well. We set up a, a very good rural clinical school. And to be honest, I fought against Charles Sturt uh, setting up a um, a rural medical school because I said we can do it the way we are so why why would we start a new medical school where nobody's done anything before having changed I can now see that I was wrong um, and then in fact a rural university with a rural medical school is very different from a metropolitan university with a rural clinical school and in fact some of the doctors in, in the towns where I, I used to be involved with my other university, they used to say that you need to be a rural university. Um, the opportunities, we, we've got 100% rural students have come here. Um, it means that some of them are from the local area so they can stay, have their families and their friends 
and 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 build those maintain those supports but for other students they come they want to be rural doctors they want to come and work and study in a rural place it costs them a lot less from accommodation and everything else most families can't afford to send their, their children off to to, to to a six-year or five-year program in a metropolitan um, city. Here, it's much, much less expensive, but it's also um, rurally focused. So the way we've set up our program is, it has built on experience of other things, but it's all designed to encourage students to come in from a rural place and, and learn in, in a rural place develop and maintain relationships in a rural place and hopefully then aspire to becoming a doctorate in that area. So with all of our clinical placements, we're doing a lot of attachments in small towns to general practices in small towns with the idea that the students go back each year and build up their links with those communities so that by the end of five years, they've, they've really associated into that into that region um, and and feel they belong hopefully in some cases it's actually where they come from we are trying to give our students the opportunity to to go home to do their clinical placements in there in there you no know? and I think that's pretty exciting which is something we could never achieve before so um, that's the that's the huge opportunity mm -hmm. and also um, Everybody, everybody at this university is 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 rurally focused, so that that you don't have to explain um, why it's important, um, or or even that it is important. It's just accepted, and everybody wants to help, which is it is is wonderful to as a place to work. As far as COVID's concerned, it was a very interesting <laughs> interesting experience in that um, I was actually overseas when COVID hit and I was pretty much the only employee when COVID hit. And there I was floating somewhere off South America, not being allowed to land. Um, we, we'd gone down to Antarctica and um, they wouldn't let us land back in, 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 in Chile. They were, Santiago, they were, they were firing guns at our, uh, um, from the shore at our ship. So it was quite exciting. Uh, so <laughs> we were we were very lucky. Eventually, we managed to the Falkland Islands let us land, and and we got straight off the ship and onto a a, a plane and straight home. And we were so lucky. Um, but then, of course, we had to work from home for for a year. So I was a long way from um, from here, and basically, yeah, we established a medical school by remote control, which was quite exciting. <laughs> And what about staff? Where have the, the staff come from? And yep. Um, <clears throat> some of the staff have come with me, um, which would be, um, you know, uh, almost inevitable, you would think. So I've managed to attract some of some of my former colleagues to come and join us. Others, um, others of them, we've we've managed to attract some new doctors to town. Um, which I think has been, you know, they, they had the opportunity to come to, to work at the university as well. And then others of them are the local doctors who have been wonderful 
and who've agreed to come and teach with us because yeah. they believe in in teaching um, rural kids in a rural place. And so a, a lot of the doctors here in Orange and some in Bathurst and actually coming up in, in, in communities all over New South Wales have basically volunteered their services to come and work with us, take our students and teach them, um, which is a great model for, for medical education. It's a real feel-good story, isn't it? We're, we've, yes, it's been very special. Um, been a lot of work <laughs> for all of us, but I think we're all we all we all get a real buzz out of out of belonging here to to you know to have the opportunity to set up a school, um, which which from our experience and there are a lot of people here with experience we we really think it is is the best way of teaching and and getting and you know doing the things that we're doing. Is yeah. really pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Very, very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. So good to hear. Has digital health been part of the curriculum? Is it going to be part of the curriculum? I think digital health is very important. Um, and obviously, we're in the country, so we're long distances from places. Um, we have already discussed with the LHD the possibility of our students being attached to um, the, the, the telehealth unit. Um, they're very happy for us to do that. Um, and I think it's really important that doctors know how to work telehealth. That it's not as simple as sitting in front of your computer. There are, you know, we, we need them to learn those things. But there's an awful lot of other um, digital technology that can help health and particularly, as I say, particular problems in, in the rural sector. So we will be making that a, a research focus as well as a teaching focus. So do you think the rollout of telehealth and digital health will provide better healthcare to the rural community and Indigenous communities? I, when you say better health, I, I sincerely, I think it contributes. I don't know that um, having, if your only source of medical care is on, a, on a, a computer, then I don't think that's ideal. But as a supplement to having a, a good medical care, even if it's at a distance, I think it's, it's really important. And so I think it has a huge part to play in, in the future of, of medical care. But it doesn't. It doesn't replace the doctors that that are so badly needed in the rural areas. On a personal note, Leslie, can you comment on your experience with C Centric and the benefits of working with an executive recruiter to <laughs> your opportunity? <laughs> well, the truth of the matter, Pam, is that. <laughs> I was sitting very comfortably in my old job <laughs> <laughs> and it never occurred to me to actually think of changing um, yeah. my job until um, the recruiter, that is you, contacted <laughs> me and, and twisted my arm. Um, I would never have done it, um, never thought of it. And to be honest, yeah, it's been wonderful. So um, I guess... For me, that's the benefit. You've given me an opportunity that um, I never thought of, yeah. just didn't think of. Um, 
and yeah, it's um, it was a pretty painless way of doing it. But it's it's it's. Well, I say we've got this medical school now, and so not just me coming, but then the other people who've come as a result of me coming has been a roll-on effect. And I think, um, yeah, I like to think that it's been a good thing um, on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, for me, it's been. I, I came on the journey with you. So yeah, you did. Yeah. It, so exciting and you know every news um thing i've seen about the school and so on it's just yeah i've had a really personal interest in it i think and that i think is what's lovely um yes people this this medical school it was long hard fought for by the community here in in orange and the central west and they do take it a huge interest in it and um, the local politicians, the local community members, um, they're wonderful about their involvement with the school and, and any support they can give us. Um, and same in, in other rural communities across, across, across New South Wales. So um, yeah, that personal involvement that say, as you say, you, with you as well, I think yeah. it, it's it's made it a, a, a lovely experience mm. and, and contributed to its success. And I don't think there's any doubt, at least at this stage, that it is a success. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that's all very valuable. Good to hear. What tips can you give to aspiring leaders? What is your advice for aspiring leaders? Mm. What I always say to my students, I said to them on their first day, and I repeat, and I'm sure they're bored to tears with it, but I think it applies equally to other disciplines or professions. You can't look after patients if you don't look after yourself. So you really need to not just study, work, whatever, you need to build up your personal relationships. You need to have family and friends that you can rely on and you need to, you need to have other interests. So you need to go and play sport, join a team somewhere, um, do whatever, whatever appeals to you, but you need to look after your own well-being. And if you're in trouble, you need to seek help. Um, and I and and then on top of that, I think. You don't always go looking for opportunities, but sometimes opportunities hit you in the face. And when they do, you have to be prepared to take them. And I think that's how we've built this medical school in many ways. We've taken opportunities where um, otherwise people might just have ignored them and gone on their merry way, including me. Um, <laughs> I think you have to be prepared to, to yeah, seize an opportunity and go with it and see what you can make of it. Um, and it can be a lot of fun as well as, you know, very worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of work sometimes. And a lot of work. <laughs> yes. So who was it who said, I don't remember who said it, but they would say, um, I think I'm very lucky, but but um, the it seems to me the harder I work, the luckier I get. I thought it was a golfer, yeah. but I didn't like yeah. to say that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I think I yeah. think that's that's so yeah. true. I often yeah, it's yeah. true. 
the yeah. harder you work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. but if you really enjoy what you're doing, you don't realize that you're working hard. 